we're live. It's Techies Tuesday. LeVac and Gaz here with you. I hope you were having a fantastic Tuesday. I really, really do. Nothing's bad in the world. Everything's great. There's no embarrassing sports stories going on at this exact moment in time. Uh, Techies Tuesday, of course, brought to you by Techies Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Check them out online. TEFireWater.com. And um, just uh, we just agreed to uh, be part of the Crossgates Mall Malloween. On Friday, October 29th. Ooh. Tech East and the Empire. Both. Oh. I know the same guy who's got something to do with each. And he uh, and we did that. So so uh, we're gonna give it out. We're gonna full size candy. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm not I'm not playing around. If we're going to the if we're going to cross gates and we're doing this thing, we're gonna have full size candy. So figure that out on your own. Go to cross gates and join us for Malloween. That's all I want to talk about. I'm done. Can I, I come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring Rex. That's eh, too far. You live like down a road. Bring Rex. All right, I'll bring. I'll watch Rex. Rex, you know what? Rex could go as a, as a happy baby. No one would recognize him. Great Halloween costume. <laughs> he actually got his. How did you end up in the full? I'll move I'm over. And you no, get... it's too late. I'm what... I actually rec- got a Rex's Halloween costume. Today. He's gonna be blue from Blue's Clues. He looks great. Does great he like kid. blue? Is that like yeah, his, that's his guy. jam? That's his guy. All right, no. Why didn't you tell me that before? Like when I saw the guy, I would have done the. It's the mail. It never fails. It <laughs> makes me wanna wag my tail every time it comes. I will mail. <laughs> Enough stalling. You know what you want to talk about. Our children's ages are not different enough that I don't know the songs (laughs) (laughs) from this. We all came, LeVac, for the news involving your Las Vegas Raider head coach, John Gruden. A lot, a lot has happened over the last 24 hours. Your phone, your social media feeds, people have been waiting and wanting to hear what you have to say about everything that's happened. We have to sit on this because a lot has happened. You've had a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah, first of all, I just want to I want to remind everybody I'm the head of media relations for Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. I'm the team president of the Albany Empire. I am not the spokesperson for John Gruden nor the Las Vegas Raiders. However, if they call me, we might be able to work something out. First thing I'm gonna do for Gruden, I might put a little band on some words in his emails. Okay, that might be where I start. I this is a joke to me. This is this is this is ridiculous. Like he a hundred percent needs to deal with with some repercussions from it. And if that's a loss of fans, if if that's you know he has to do some kind of public service announcement, whatever it is. But to lose your job over terrible things, not defending what's in the emails, but emails that are anywhere from what ten years old. I some I, some are allegedly like three to four years old. All before you took this job. And anybody who thinks that I'm waffling, you go pull any tape from when we used to do terrestrial radio. And I have always said, if they did it before you hired them and you hired them anyway, that's on you. That's your fault. You didn't do due diligence. Those emails were from an ESPN broadcaster to a guy that he was super close with. Horrible, horrible. But take a second. Just think about the last time you were you know, texting back and forth with a college buddy. Last time you're emailing a friend about somebody you don't like. And tell me, if somebody saw that right now, would you get to keep your job? Because I can be perfectly honest with you. I guarantee I've written and said terrible things. Just as a joke. As a joke. But 10 years ago, oh, God knows what I was saying. I wasn't on Sports Talk yet. I was on GNA. So I was, you know, actually probably pre-GNA. We go back to the edge days. Like if I was on the edge days, God knows what I was saying. You know, you, you know, you're throwing back beers with, with Sully and Godsmack. You're probably not exactly sitting there worried about, you know, who you're offending. And actually, uh, Sully, Crown Royal drinker. That's right. Drink he's his not, own weight in Crown Royal. Not a big guy. No, he's, he's absurd. So 
for him to for him to have to step down and then to still be to just be lambasted, it doesn't make any sense to me. And the fact that we're forgetting about why we we've even seen these private emails. Dan Snyder's still sitting in his office smoking a cigar, laughing, uh, sexually harassing someone on a plane. $1.6 million of sexual harassment in a settlement, by the way. And, and he's still fine. He's still fine. Yeah, let's sit on that last part because that last part is on, on Dan Snyder on a plane. I'm sure he'd pay extra for it. It's been glossed over by a lot of media members. So it's frustrating at this point of how often it's been glossed over because of, like you said, the Washington football team is being uh, investigated by the NFL. Bruce Allen, who's buddies with John Gruden, and our guy Rick Stroud, who's covered the team forever in Tampa, he said preach about how Bruce Allen is one of the worst people he's ever yeah. interviewed with or dealt with in the history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So no one's a fan of Bruce Allen. Go talk to the people in the D.C. area, what they think of Daniel Snyder. Nobody's a fan of him. So they're investigating those two, yet the information comes out about John Gruden now. And he is swiftly dealt with. Swiftly dealt with. Yeah, and that stuff... Again, we're not saying we're condone. No, 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 no. Nothing that he said is like, okay, we're going to give him a pass. That's not happening. But the question has to be asked, how did a private investigation with, again, had nothing to do with John Gruden, how the hell did that become public days ago? Right. The D. Smith email, how did that become public? And then when the D. Smith email came out, how did all these other ones come out? Who the hell leaked it and right. why? Right. That's what I find. But, and, and it's and not, not just like, Take a step back for a second. Here's the Demora Smith email where you said a horrible, horrible thing. Oh, he's not fired yet. Here's 12 more emails where you said horrible, like <laughs> right, like it was it, like you know, I, it, it How doesn't. About this one, how yeah. about that one? Huh? Does using the F word help? Huh? Let's. You called you called uh, the commissioner of the league an F word and and a, a, a football hating uh, P word. Like, uh, it, it, terrible. I mean, terrible things. <clears throat> terrible. Like, it, not okay. Before you had the job, so what? I don't know what the league has to say about it. <clears throat> and then we're both going to cough a record here in the segment. It's very dry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's very dry. At least you brought a water. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, I always do though. But I mean, it all like it doesn't. I mean, I'll let you if you want. Hopefully, we're going to win this weekend, guys. Um, it, it just doesn't like. He, he wasn't an employee of the NFL when these things happened. The investigation wasn't about him. The you know the statute of limitation on assault, I think, is seven years. You're still you're still gonna get lose a job over a ten year old you know naughty word. Like none of this stuff adds up for me at all. I don't I don't I don't quite understand or comprehend how this all came to pass where he where he feels the need to step down, and then on top of it, right? The only reason you step down is you actually are a good guy who's trying to protect your team. Because he's leaving sixty plus million dollars on the table, sixty million. I know somebody said, "Well, the clause." Okay, I'm not even a lawyer, so this happened before you signed my client. This doesn't have anything to do with the team itself. Pay me. I may not get all sixty. I'll get a lot of it. John Gruden said he loves the Raiders, so he may look and say, "You know what? I love the Raiders so much that I don't want to force them to pay me. I love a lot of things. You're paying me too. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's that's the world. You could say fire me, okay? You have you could go have your lawyers argue whether or not it's just cause. Guess what? You gave me a hundred million dollars yep. guaranteed. Yep. That word with the G guaranteed. Yep. I'm taking my money. Go ahead. If you want to fire me, fire me. I didn't even want the job. I wanted to stay on TV. I wanted to be left alone." You begged me. 
You brought me back in. You gave me $100 million because you couldn't give me team ownership. How much dirtier is this now if he has team ownership? That would be even better. I, it's, it doesn't – look, again, emails are terrible. Please don't sit here and think that that's, that's what we're saying. I'm saying, look at your dirtiest email you ever wrote. Tell me if you deserve, if you deserve to lose your job over it. And then do me another favor. Weigh what the man has actually done versus the things the man has said. For the first time ever, ever, an NFL athlete has felt comfortable enough to come out and play in the NFL as a gay man. Never happened before. Don't talk to me about Michael Sam. He did it before he got drafted, and he never made the active roster. This guy played in the league and came out. And by the way, having a hell of a year. Doing, doing probably the best I've seen him in the pros, to be perfectly honest with you. Carl Nassib came out this year. So somewhere along the line, I got to believe the head coach is fostering some kind of environment of inclusion that, that, that made him feel like it was a safe time to do it. So th- let's keep all these things in, in our minds. Let me ask you a question, guys. Real talk. You're a head football coach. Do you want to be the first head football coach to have a gay guy on your team? Eh, I don't think it would actually, I don't think it would matter. Okay, you're asking, is that like something to brag about? Like, oh, look, I was the one who did it. I don't, I guess, and I, I just wonder from that perspective. Is it a like, distraction? No, not I would think it would be, for most of the time, it, it's a distraction. Most of the time, it's a distraction. You know what I mean? Like, it is. It, it is a distraction. Uh, do I want guys kneeling for the anthem? No. Do I, want, do I want anything other than football if I'm John Gruden? John Gruden lives for football. Lives for it. Uh, Mike Skinecki said it was, it was the racial remark. Mike, the racial remark came out first. He kept his job. He coached on Sunday. It was when all the other stuff came out that he had to back down. So it's not that. It's, it's all of it. It's all of it. It's all of it. And he didn't have to step. He didn't have to step down. He stepped down. Urban Meyer's getting co-edited all over the place. No, people are talking about stepping down. He doesn't step down. It goes back to the real questions. I'm glad you and I didn't do the easy thing that most people have done throughout the world of sports talk and media today of like what John Gruden said in those emails was wrong. It was. Oh, no shit. Like we all, <laughs> we all got that covered. Like Levesque right. has kind of taken this to another level. What I'm more fascinated by and what you're getting at here is that how the hell did this become public? Did yeah. Daniel Snyder and Allen and anybody else in the NFL say, okay, you know what? We got to get Gruden out of Vegas. Why do they want Gruden out of Vegas? Did they believe his contract and set a new precedent for future NFL contracts? Did they think we don't want owners giving Sean McVay? If John Gruden's a 500 coach right now, he's got a $100 million contract, what is Sean McVay going to get? What are some of these coaches who are having success going to get for their future contracts if the Raiders set this precedent for the league? I think it's a really good question. Is what happened yesterday with John Gruden, was there more on the way? Like, oh, you didn't get him to fire quite yet, huh? Okay, here's yeah. another batch of emails. Hate to say it. Didn't we see this happen locally in a certain college with, what did say, Coach Jimmy Patsos, right? Like, did, uh-huh. did this happen here locally where, like, there was this one story about Coach Patsos, then another story, like, okay, we see what's going on here. Like, we get it, what's going on. That's where I feel for Jockard on this one, where they dug into private conversations they had a vendetta against Gruden to take him out, and they took him out. And now most people today are saying, wow, what a horrible person John Gruden is, where it was like, hang on. This is not how this is supposed to go. The focus should be on Snyder. The focus should be on Allen. Hell, the focus should be back on Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer sitting here like, yes, right, right, I did it. Right. I'm out. <laughs> Thank you, John Gruden. Did the Raiders have any choice but to let him go? 
no, financially. No, they didn't. No, they didn't because he, he resigned. resigned. Yeah. <laughs> According to reports, he has yeah. resigned. We'll find out financially, but that seems to be what's going to happen. I, yeah, I, that's what happened. I don't know, man. And, and look, yeah. let's be let's be perfectly honest. You lost to the Bears. <laughs> he got beat up by the Bears. We should be more worried about that as a football coach. To be perfectly, I don't. I just I looked around right. And now people are going after Mike Tirico. They're going after Tony Dungy. They're going after Tim Brown. Anybody, anybody of color who had the nerve to say that their day-to-day experience with John Gruden was a pleasant one. They didn't believe he was racist or bigot or any of that. They had the nerve. Look, maybe it's true. <laughs> maybe he just was an a-hole in these emails. Maybe his real life, I don't know. You've never said something you didn't fully believe because the, the crowd you were in, the group you were in. It happens. It's terrible. It's one of the worst parts about humanity, but so is this. So is this looking at everything and not weighing the good with the bad and not looking in the mirror when you do it. Let's go back to those two in particular broadcasters you brought up. First, Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough's on the call tonight for the NHL games and everything else. He said this to you and I off the air, but then he went on record for Sports Illustrated said it on the air. They didn't get along because I think Sean McDonough wanted the Monday Night Football broadcast to be more about him, which, again, right. It's, I mean, it's Coach Gruden. He's a more recognizable name. But whatever. Whatever motivates you. Everybody's could, a different competitor. We could dig. I mean, everybody's putting Fine. lines together that, that don't know. Was it, you know, there's rumors that you know, Mr. Yeah. McDonough might not exactly. Do something different in his life, let's just say. Right, maybe, right, right. maybe his lifestyle is one that Mr. Gruden didn't agree with and said bad things about. There you go. Very, we'll possible. leave that at that. It's possible. Yeah. I'm just saying it's possible. The second, but you can get fired from that job. Yeah. And the other <sighs> one is Mike Tirico, right, where this good. is. This is public information. Mike Tirico was going to be a part of this Me Too movement. Mike yeah. Tirico was going to yeah. get canceled. Now, he hired Sandy Montag, who is one of the most powerful sports agents in the world, and he switched agents. That's why he left ESPN. But it's like Jimmy Kimmel and Mike Tirico are battling for who will be canceled next. <laughs> thank goodness they're agents. One got a new gig, and Jimmy Kimmel got the summers off. The work yeah. of an agent. Uh-huh. So those two have checkered past as well of how the relationship was with John Crude or – Skeletons and closets, however you want to use that phrase. And, and again, these are all like, this is never going to be a situation where I sit there. People who know me know why all the things in that email would piss me off on a real life. And that if I was actually friends or colleagues or anything with John Gruden, he and I would have a closer sit down today. That would be something we would talk about. But again, the personal emails, the personal thoughts, like where does that line happen? At what point do you, do I get to, you just think a dark thought. Like I, I don't, and look, I'm not, I'm not telling you it's good, bad, or indifferent. We all think dark thoughts. If somebody can see your darkest thought, somebody can see your most, like if somebody got a hold of your, your diary and you wrote, you had to write down every one of your dark thoughts. Where are you today? I, it, again, it's just, I, I don't, not condoning anything he did, not condoning any of it. Just, it's very, it's very quizzical that Dan Snyder's being, you know, he's being, just this big investigation around him and, and the Washington football team. And I'm seeing shrapnel hit dude after dude after boom, 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 boom. Dan Snyder's still sitting there, feet up on the desk, smoking a cigar. You know, I, I, I just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. And, and look, it, what's done is done. Gruden's out. I'm already on to my next coach. Like for me, I'm a football fan. What am I going to do? I'm a Raiders fan. I got tickets to go see him play on November 7th at MetLife against the Giants. You think I'm going to show up and like addressed as Chucky crying? Like I'm not going to like it's not going to happen. I don't. But I just I just think that we. One of the, I've been showing you some comedy from uh, Shane Gillis. So Shane Gillis, if you don't remember who Shane Gillis is, Shane Gillis was the comedian a couple of years back, kind of out of obscurity, gets named as a new a new cast member of Saturday Night Live. 
15 seconds later, it felt like somebody found a podcast where he made fun of Asians. And, and I think he, I think he said the R word and all riffing on a comedy podcast. He said some bad, bad things. So he's canceled. Like he was one of the first canceled cancels. I hadn't heard from the guy again. I didn't think anything of him. I started watching some of his bits recently that he's doing now. They're dirty. Careful. Don't play them. <laughs> make sure, make sure there, there's no mixed company or anything like that. But He's hysterical. And I listen to him talk about the cancel. He owns it. Hey, no, I said it. I did those things. I did whatever, you know, whatever. But like he's leaned into the curve now. But did comedy is one of those things where you you say things to him to to affect that response of uncomfortableness and things is sometimes how you get to laugh. Guy gets canceled before he ever gets a chance to do anything. Saturday Live didn't even want to get rid of him. They're like, Lauren Michaels, like, if you believe the stories, we'll wait it out. It'll be fine. It'll go away. It didn't go away. Everyone wanted to pound of flesh. People have probably done the same routine. It just, it, it's, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, I keep thinking of what's that, what's the old quote? Uh, you know, first they came from the communists and I said nothing because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the unions. I said nothing because I wasn't a union. Then they came for the Jews. And I said nothing because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left. And I know this is not that level of seriousness. Like I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking it to a whole nother level, but there's going to be a point where anything you say is going to get you canceled and there's nothing you do about it. Whether it's scooping ice cream at Ben and Jerry's, doing what we do, or being a football coach, it's going to get you canceled. Dave Chappelle in his most recent, what he believes his last Netflix special said, I'm just going to say what I want. If this gets me canceled, it gets me canceled. And then he, of course, people went wild. He said, if this is what canceled feels like, I'm all about it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> so he just like leaned in and said, like you said, with comedy and other things out there, look, Gruden was trying to be uh, drawing a reaction out of people within his friend group, he thought, and that's why he said it. He was very dumb to send it in a way in which it could be tracked like an email. Again, the way in which he was speaking should not be how people speak in public today. It shouldn't happen. The terms he was using should not happen. But uh, John Gruden's future in the Raiders' future, which you were hitting at there a little bit, he's likely not going to be a broadcaster again. He's likely no. not going to do coaching again. He's probably going to go move to an island and uh, drink some wonderful drinks and wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and eat Hooters wings and be whatever else he wants to go in those fried chicken places and everything else that – we're in that mass text. Maybe he'll do endorsements still and still talk about doing remotes and all that stuff that he was doing in the past. But your Raiders, is this going to cost him a playoff spot now? I wasn't super confident in a playoff spot for the last two weeks anyway. Um, I don't know. It really, it really, it, it's an odd scenario. Um, I I don't know much about the new coach. I, I don't even really know how to say his name. I know he was a special teams guy in, in Dallas. I know he was the assistant head coach, special teams for the Raiders. Um, you've got head coaches on that staff. Marinelli's on the staff. You know, Gus Bradley's on the staff. You've got leadership. You know, you've got leadership. You've got talent. See what they can get out of them. Who knows? Maybe it lights a fire in them and they get to work. I, I don't I don't think they're the kind of guys who are going to just sit here and, you know, I don't think anybody's packing their lunch and going home right now. Like, I think it's – I think it should be – see what they do, you know, and we'll see where uh, where they where they go. <laughs> How the, how's the uh, the comments coming right now? Not well. No, no I uh, I don't even know. One of our one of our friends, F Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> like, people are even mad at Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> mad at Ben and Jerry's now. Uh, <laughs> take that, Scooper. Nothing <laughs> says Levac and guys again. Quite like us doing a ten minute rant on something, and that's the comment that stuck out to somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, you made my day, though. You absolutely made my day. 
no, it's, you know, a lot, a lot of people were thinking the same things. You know, you don't condone the hateful views, but it is, it's curious how this all played out. I never thought about the, the, the full-blown tinfoil hat conspiracy theory of the league wanted him out because of the money he made. I, like, I'd be more likely to take it all the way back to Floby Boy. Like Mark Davis looking around going, I got to pay him $65 million more, and we can't win a game? We are, we are even stiff in the postseason? Hell no. What are we going to do? What do you got for me? What do you got? Oh, you got those? But I don't, he doesn't seem like that guy. Can you imagine if all this time Mark Davis looks like Stewart from Mad TV and he's an evil mastermind all along? <laughs> like all along, he's just sitting here like waiting. Like as soon as, as soon as everybody leaves the room, he takes the wig off. He's pure bald like Dr. Evil, petting a cat. Just, <laughs> what, do you, what do we think of the strip lately? Well, the profits are up. No, no one wins. Everybody turn down the slot machines. Like, like he just says the whole <laughs> – He's in, he's in charge of it all. He's a pet and a cat. He's Mr. Bigglesworth, F. Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> they thought I didn't have money, did they? <laughs> <laughs> Remember before when I wouldn't let anyone come to the stadium because no one could come to the stadium? Now you're all welcome to the stadium. But I'm in your emails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm. I can find a white tracksuit big enough for my fat ass. I might have to go with Mark Davis, evil Mark Davis this year for, for Halloween. Halloween. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to. I mean, that's a great costume. Evil Mark Davis, like a Floby in one hand. Like, remember we we were um the one reporter from out in the San Francisco Bear. She told us that he did all his meetings at PF Chang's. He brought a lamp to his meetings. He still had that '98 uh, Dodge Caravan he drives around, drives around in. I just always picture him like with the with a smaller version of the lamp from a Christmas story, the leg. <laughs> Fragile. That means it's French. Like and just it's just a smaller version. He plugs that in and puts it behind him. He's, All right, guys, let's talk contracts. And how do we destroy John Gruden? Who's got the email where he dropped the N-word? Like, you know, like what is him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that lip comment wasn't enough. Well, what about when he called Goodell a, a P word and an F word? <laughs> I'm wringing his hands. <sighs> all right you good i'm good i don't want to talk about how about we anymore. do this tell us about our friends over at the integrated sleep center while i run out to my car and grab sunglasses okay <laughs> i would love to do that um because I, you know i think ahead that's what i do i think ahead that's why i called 518-885-6185 i had the two night at home sleep study got the mouthpiece to help me sleep and it works perfect keeps the airway open it's a mouthpiece it's simple it is easy it works great guys forgot his keys and ran all the way outside um, and I don't know where they are. So, look, the machines are getting recalled. This is happening. That's happening. Mouthpiece still working great. Again, easy to clean, easy to use. 518-885-6185, the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. You can go go get, go get your glasses. No, go get them. I don't know where your keys are. That's why I couldn't open the door. I saw it when you got out there. I wish I was, I wish I was quickly to turn the camera. I feel bad because I put like, I thought I had enough screen for both of us. Only shade for me, though. Only shade for me. Actually, wait a minute. You know what? I think I have my ear. You want to use these? Oh, look there you go. Use my shades. Um, I forgot they were in here. Oh, you look cool. Look Whoa. at you. What's it like to be me? Um, <laughs> Stevie Wonder over here. But uh, yeah, no, seriously, the Integrative Sleep Center changed everything for me. I got, we got a couple of our friends now that we're hearing are having sleep apnea issues. And it, it never ceases to amaze me that they'll sit there and go, ah, I just don't know what to do. 518-885-6185. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer, the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsam Spa, helping me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better, too. That's all there is to it. And Dr. Fred Dreer would never say, would never say, F, F Ben and Jerry's. He's just too nice of a guy. No, I wouldn't. Uh, Michael Skecki, nice shades. He likes them. Oh, he likes thanks, them. He thinks Mike. they look good. 
And then they said they should sit Saquon for the rest of the year. I don't know what that. Uh, How could you? <laughs> he is injured, Mike. Mike Do you see his face. ankle? I thought it was done for the season. That was nasty. I don't know. I mean, that it it, it was gigundous. Like he, you know, he's a giant with ankles. Before that play, he has a giant ankle. After that play, that was like <laughs> Matt Woods, director of sales for the Albany Empire. Check him out, M Woods Albany Empire NAL.com for tickets, sponsorships, or anything else. Matt Woods. He texted me instantly. He's like. I have never seen an ankle that large before in my life. And I was like, well, I was on red zone, so I didn't see it right away. And I'm like trying to find it, whatever. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was yeah. bad. Uh, all right. It is uh, LeVac Gaz. We're live from Techies Fire and Water Restoration. It is Techies Tuesdays, the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Studios, the actual real just brick and mortar ones here at uh, Tech East HQ. <sighs> I'm going to say something I didn't think I was going to say today. Uh-oh. Really freaking impressed by the Red Sox. I was really. Like, What's in that again? Yeah, just water. <laughs> just vodka? water. Okay. Just, it's, no, it's just water. It's not Red Bull. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> they look good. I didn't think they would look that good. I didn't think there was. I thought I didn't think they were that good of a baseball team. I mean, like, be real. Like, you. I thought either one of the two teams, Yankees or Sox, whoever won last Tuesday when we were hanging out over Hooters, were going to be lands to the slaughter for the for the Rays. I thought the Rays were that effing good. They were put together perfectly. I thought they were Rays, they, they were going to handle it. Uh, what about Kiki Hernandez? Quote, I mean, here, we are surprising everybody but ourselves. We knew in spring training we had a team to make it this far, and here we are. You can say that now. <laughs> you can say that. I did not see it coming. And I think something something broke inside of me guys because i'll always hate the red Sox the most like i just they're the rival they're whatever but i almost have a little bit of like there's a little begrudging respect for them because of the hatred the race just make me sick i think i'm actually there was a part of me that was like a little like a like two percent of me that was happy that the Rays weren't advancing. Welcome to the Ray Hate Club. Hate, right? hate, hate, right. hate, 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 Look, what's happened with this Red Sox team, like you said, I think the Yankees or Red Sox, too, would have been able to test Tampa and potentially been an ALCS team. But let's talk about what Boston. I thought Tampa would have eaten either one of them, though. I really did. I thought I didn't think either one could do it. What Boston's been able to do is an overall franchise here in 2021. Two big things. One, they brought back Alex Cora, who coached when you rank the all-time great Red Sox teams of all time, that most recent World Series championship Red Sox team is the best. Now, the legacy of that is tainted because of Cora and everything that <laughs> happened. And it would be hysterical if we found out years later the Red Sox found a new way to cheat. But they could always be asked now because Cora's been busted with a cheating scandal. So the bring back of Cora has helped. The second thing that I've really thought about, and Yankee fans in particular may not like the way in which they did this, but it's something very interesting for the future of the Yankee franchise. Let's remember what Boston did. After the Red Sox won the World Series, within that 12 to 20-month span, they blew up the roster. Yeah. Mookie Betts is gone. The impact players that made that team a World Series championship contender, they blew it up. They kept some impact guys. Xander Bogart's still part of the team and others, but mostly the most important guys were a part of that Red Sox team. They said, bye, see ya. We're going to start from scratch. And they blew it up, brought in new talent, found some young talent, and sure enough, here they are now four wins away from a World Series. The Boston Red Sox said, we can't win with this roster, but we're going to find a new way to win. And they did it. Now, I bring up the Yankees for this point. 
Blowing up a roster and starting from scratch does not sound like a method Brian Cashner, the Steinbrenners, or Yankee fans would be used to, that you'd blow on a team, especially a team that over, what, the last three seasons has averaged 98 wins in the regular season. No one would look at that and say it's time to blow it up. Well, Boston didn't look where they got. Chicago won a World Series, and if it wasn't for a one-game dumb wild card, who knows if the Cubs would have got a second in that Milwaukee Brewer situation, but they blew up their roster. If Boston continues to win, Levesque, are New York Yankee fans and managers going to have to think, do we blow this up and follow the model of other teams in baseball over the last few seasons? The only way I think something like that actually happens is if you blow up the front office. And right now we're seeing all reports our Yankees are leaning towards bringing back Boone, which means you're not losing Cashman. You're not going to replace. You're not going to replace either. I don't think at this point. I don't think it's a blow up team. Like it's it, unless you're unless you're going to cry poverty, you're not going to pay Judge, you're not going to pay, you know, whoever. But there's there's definitely moves that could be made. Sanchez, I he had he had some glimpses, but is 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 he the catcher you need? No, no, he's not. Higashioka had some seconds. He's not the catcher you need. Go get me a catcher. Go get me a badass catcher. I don't know if you have to pr- promote one from, from the minors, whatever it is. Give me a badass catcher. I love Glaber to death. Is, is Glaber, is Glaber going to get back to what we thought he was going to be, or is he going to keep playing like doo-doo? Like, there's, there's, there's moves that could be made. You know, look, Zach Britton is in that bullpen. I think you're a different team. Um, Aaron Hicks stays healthy. You're a different team. There's a lot of things that make you a different team. But the biggest problem with the Yankees for me is still the fact that I just don't see the spark plug. I don't see the thing that fires them up. When you got a guy like Hernandez saying, we knew we could do this all along. You got a guy like Cora who's lighting these guys up. He's getting them, he's getting them fired up. I think whatever free agent the Yankees sign, if you're going to keep Boone, and I don't know how I feel about that, I kind of want a new shiny toy, but I also don't want to be stupid for once. If you're going to keep Boone, I think you got to go find a veteran to add to this team who is going to push everybody in the right direction. Maybe a full-year Anthony Rizzo. I feel like Rizzo kind of brings that to a degree. I don't know, but I, you need something because they just don't they don't play with the same passion the Red Sox do right now. Yankee fan would not look at this like Patriot fan of the NFL would look at it or even other baseball franchises would look at it. There are teams in baseball over the last 20 years that if you got too good, you are not going to be on that team. From John Carlos Stanton to Christian Yelich to Manny Machado, you know the list of players that played on bad franchise or even at some points competitive for like Baltimore got deep at one point with Machado. Well, Eva Longoria, she went from Desperate Housewives to Tampa Bay, and then she just had the big hit for the Giants. That's right. She looked great. <laughs> you get the Phenomenal. point of some players will not stick with their franchise because that franchise will not pay them, and they'll go off and get paid somewhere else. The Yankees don't have that. The Yankees are under the mindset of, if you are good for us, we're going to do everything in our power to keep you, which out loud sounds like a great method. Like, hey, if we've got good players, let's be loyal to those players. They were loyal to Aaron Hicks. They gave him a new contract a few seasons ago. They gave DJ LeMahieu a contract. They took on Stanton's contract. We're going to run through it. You get the idea of the players they feel loyal to. Brett Gardner, how many years in a row did we do Brett Gardner is going to leave the Yankees? Like, it just hasn't happened. So the Yankees and Cashman, like you said, have been loyal to guys, and that's been the yeah. organization, and those are the guys we're rolling with. Well, Yankee fan, if you want to get frustrated and say, hey, this is the team we rolled with, we haven't won a World Series. Can we get new guys in here? Right. That's how some people could think about it. Uh, Monty, <laughs> you can always just do this. That's I a little, forgot we could do that, yeah. Um, Struggling today, clearly. <laughs> unofficial uh, president of the fan club. I don't know. Is he still now that we're a podcast? Yeah, why um, not? 
he, he said, all, all I heard was blow up the Red Sox. I'm game. Willing to be an alibi, too. So just so you guys know, if anything does happen to uh, Fenway Park or the Red Sox, <laughs> we were with Monty. I don't know what we were doing, but we were with Monty. Luckily, I had sunglasses on it. No one knew it was me. Well, but I would probably have those back on because they're mine. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I you gotta. I don't. I don't know how much I'm gonna watch because I don't even care about the Red Sox. The ALCS or baseball playoffs in general yeah. now. Yeah, I mean Ian Anderson was on the bump last night. Five really strong innings. I watched that. Felt good about that. Was happy about that. I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm very busy with all the nonsense going on in the NFL. Very busy with that. Love you. Yeah. You got Urban Meyer getting, you know, getting booty shaking dances and God knows what else. You got John Gruden, you know, like putting on a fake mustache and being evil John Gruden from 10 to 10 to five years ago. Got a lot going on. Lot to do. You and I are both baseball fans. We love yeah. the storylines. Uh, you mentioned even giving credit to the Red Sox. Fenway Park, man, watching a close game with those home runs and walk off. It's the fans that pack the place. It's cool baseball moments to relive 15, 20 years from now, like they did back in those early 2000 days. But the lack of storylines is not for me here in Major League Baseball, yeah. at least the early rounds. I told you before we hit the air, I said, I've tried to carve out time to watch some games, but the reason as to, well, it's postseason baseball, that hasn't been a good enough push for me. Here's right. a great example, right? Giants and Dodgers play last night. Late night game, you got the two best teams record-wise in baseball, it feels like. One of these teams could go on, whoever wins the series, one of the great rivalries in all of sports. Like, Giants and Dodgers have been great teams the last 15 to 20 years. One nothing. Are you going to stay up to one thirty in the morning on the East Coast to watch a one nothing baseball game? That is a hard sell, and that's what we got last night. I don't know how many East Coast fans were excited about it. Plus, side they usually go by pretty fast. That's, a, that's, <laughs> I mean, a, that's also a hilarious thing to think about. Like, look, we're going to bring you to this. It's going to wrap up fast. Like, you don't even want to go right. to something to be like, like you see, it's all the movie Avengers. As long as it's out and over like ninety, it's a weird mindset to have when you want something you paid to go to end faster. <laughs> sounds like sounds like God's breaking down a U Albany game. If it's three hours or less. <laughs> This is going to happen. Um, it the the only drama that I was hoping for was Houston still cheating. Like when when you got members of the White Sox coming out and saying they think they're stealing signs again without saying it. Dusty Baker following back with that's a heavy allegation, and I don't know who the hell that guy is. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then the Astros play at Chicago today. At the time of this taping, it's a sixth inning, and the Astros are up six one. So they're probably not stealing signs. They're probably just whipping your ass. Thanks for coming, Chicago. Yeah, appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for being a good story most of the year. Peace out. Maybe the AL Central shouldn't have given up the entire yes. division to you back. Yes. In this is what April, I deal with now. So I deal with all the Bears fans. Somebody moved the rock. All the Bears fans lived under. Every one of them. Bears fans. We got we got beat twenty to nine by the Bears, and you're not the most embarrassing thing to have in us this week. Just enjoy those two victories. That's it. That's it. John, our guy, our guy John, who uh, who joined us a little bit. On, uh, on Sunday live from the hideaway. He's a Bears fan. He just said, go Bears, LOL. Uh, our guy Eric from iCryo messaged me. He's like, I think since the Bears won, uh, I should get to come on the show and do this, this, and this. You didn't bet me, Eric. You didn't <laughs> bet me anything, Eric. You want to come on the show, Eric? Ask a man, Eric. You know what? You call my agent. You buy your time, Eric. How's that? I would have loved How dare it. you? Look, I would have loved How to do you? with you and Eric. We would have done something from iCryo. We would have hung out. We would have got frozen, no. fro all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, frozen. Best, yeah, best way to do a, <laughs> best way to do a bets after, right? If you've already won, come on, Eric. 
Don, in Florida. Live from Techies. Mr. Techies himself. Don just says he's watching. We're killing it as usual. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you, brother. Um, yeah, the, you, baseball's over. I, I, I was kind of kidding when I said it. When the Yankees lost, the baseball's over, and I was moving on. It wasn't a joke. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'll probably watch the World Series, right? You got to watch the World Series. Of course. It really depends what it's going against, though. I've been watching Chapel Wait. That's a good show. What is that? Is that it's what? like the prequel to Salem's Lot. Oh, man. Pretty cool. Got that Adrian Brody's on it or something like that. Big, big nose dude fighting vampires and whatnot. Got uh, Midnight Mass, more vampires. Watch that. That was cool. It's a lot of shows on, a lot of movies, a lot of things. Got Did you that. watch Squid Games? No, because I'm not going to read a show. Is it dubbed? Does anybody know if it's dubbed? I have no idea. Is Squid Game dubbed? Anybody, anybody watching right now is Squid Game dubbed? Because if they, even if it's a bad dub, I'll watch it. But I'm not reading. Are you a Secession guy? <laughs> Am I a nerd? <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite show on TV comes back on Sunday, Secession on HBO. Love that show. I do like Succession. Oh, but so it's good. October. I got to watch scary stuff. All the scary stuff. Uh, the 15th, the Halloween show is going to be uh, the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. It's going to be in theaters and on HBO Max. I have, I mean, one, I have one for you later. How do I not later. watch that? I have one for you later. We're doing a new segment later called Non-Traditional Headlines. I have a I thought we were Halloween. bringing back What to Watch, even though somebody <laughs> else is still doing it. <laughs> this is an awkward transition into uh, Johnstone Supply and Troll. How about this oh, Friday? Johnstone. little scheduled note here. Why is it so much hotter while you're wearing those shades? This Friday. So we have a schedule of Tuesday, Friday, Monday this week. Oh. Tuesday, Friday, Monday. Friday will be broadcasting All live. All the guys you can handle. From 6th Avenue in Troy, Johnstone Supply in Troy. It is, I was going to say, the fall weather's here, but not really, as it's beautiful in the capital region for another day. But it gets cold at night. Exactly right. Yeah. It's colder in Why your Why did I say it like that? It gets cold at night. It's so cold. Make Ew. sure your home is heated properly. Ooh. The people at Johnstone Supply in Johnstone. Troy can help you do it. Whether it's your furnace update, whether it's taking up, care of your filters, me. whether it's just making sure that your stuff is up to date and your family your friends, whoever's living in your home, and we've heard different people living in different people's homes from past episodes, <laughs> they're taken care of. And again, Friday, your chance to be a part of the UAlbany bus trip, UAlbany taking on Maine, the American Cancer Society, the pink game, all happening at Casey Stadium. You're going to see this guy on the field hosting some awesome <laughs> games and events, while us, the crew, <laughs> Godzilla Media's first bus trip, you're going to be a part of it. GodzillaMedia.com, click on the Johnstone UAlbany link and sign up. It is first come, first serve. So if you're listening now, Hop on the bus, sign up, GazaLamedia.com, and you can be part of the bus trip. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, we're broadcasting Friday, October 15th. Bus trip scheduled for Saturday, October 23rd. Johnstone Supply in Troy, your best way to heat your home this fall. And do not let the nice weather fool you. Call now while no one else is thinking about it. Get everything serviced, taken care of, cleaned up, so that when everybody calls, you're already done. And if you're listening on Apple and Spotify for information on how you can contact them, head over to our YouTube page, leave a nice comment. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's going across the ticker the entire show. <laughs> I was um, I was talking to some of our construction guys here at the uh, Tech East HQ. So the building is is we're kind of like it's like Jets Sharks, you know what I mean? Everybody gets along, but there's like all of our construction guys drive white trucks. They they're on the one side of the building. All of our mitigation guys, like Don, who I was just talking about, they drive black trucks around this side of the building. So I was talking to the construction guys earlier today, and I, one of the guys goes, you're the guy on the field for all the, all the football games in the area. I go, yeah. He goes, I thought you were, you know, thought you were bigger or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as I'm not as bad as you thought I was, <laughs> and I'm going to take it as a compliment, and I'm going to go about my day. I'm going to go about my day. How do you like that? I like that maneuver. That's like when I go, like whenever, whenever someone doesn't hear me say something snarky, and I go, "I was just saying how pretty you are." 
I've got a couple friends like Lindsay, one of my um my my head of media. She's like, yep, thanks, and she walks away. And my daughter goes, you know, he never actually says that. Like he just because I'll say it to Mike Quarter, the owner. I'll say it to anybody, and she goes, oh yeah, but it's the nicest thing he said to me all day, so I'm gonna take it. <laughs> Uh, people, by the way, Levac in the area get recognized as you, like with your distinct look. You have, like, <laughs> hey, are you Levac from the outfit? Now I'm starting to wonder if it's a backwards. I don't. Get, I don't think. Maybe. No, I think I've reached a new level of of fugly. Oh, that no. it's hard to what? it's hard to mistake me with other people. So I'm fat. I'm missing a tooth. I got a scar on my face now. I got a scar on the back of my head. There's a lot wrong here, you know. Luckily, I have a glowing personality. Otherwise, this could get ugly quick. That's what I've always said. Like this is the dumbest thing we've ever done. That no one, no one who actually enjoyed this show, the back guys, all the years of the radio, went, you know what would be cool? I wish I could see them. No one said that. No one did. And here we are. Except the people who are watching this at midnight with my sunglasses on that are actually yours and listening to John Stone <laughs> Supply and Troy Sensual reads Tom Deshami a text. Loves how you read those, Levac. So if you're watching at midnight oh, all by yourself, this is your dream come true. It's heating up, isn't it? Thanks to John Stone Supply. Oh my god! I um, I got you know, I got my latest scam email. Uh oh! I got my latest um, and I, I mean, God, for all of you, I hope it's a scam. It's like a full page email, <clears throat> and it explains that, like, it's very pleasant, it's very professional. It's like a form letter. Um, it says like greetings, the whole nine. It's it's from like customer service or something. I'm gonna pull it up for you guys because you gotta you gotta hear. So I'm gonna read. I'm going to read some of this email to you guys. I'm going to, it, it just, I, I, I wasn't even mad. I wasn't even mad. Um, is this your private email or your Albany Empire email? It's my private email okay. this came to, or, or based on what this says, private's email. Um, greetings. I have to share bad news with you. Approximately a few months ago. You don't say approximately and a few months ago. You know, it's approximately a month or a few months ago. I gained access to your devices, which you use for internet browsing. After that, I have started tracking internet activities. Here is the sequence of events. Some time ago, I purchased access to email accounts from hackers. Nowadays, it's quite simple to buy it online. I have easily managed to log into your email account. I'm not going to tell you that because he's already in here watching stuff. One week later, I have already installed a Trojan virus in your operating systems and devices to access your email. It was not hard at all since you were following the links from your inbox emails. Call me stupid. <laughs> it's all ingenious and simple. This software provides me access to about what's going on about everything. No point in doing this. This is I got you. While gathering information about you, I have discovered that you are a big fan of adult websites. <gasps> You love visiting porn websites and watching exciting videos while enduring an enormous amount of pleasure. Well, this is, you can see it. It's all here. Uh, yeah. Well, I have managed to record a number of your dirty scenes <laughs> and montaged a few videos which show you with, uh, masturbating and reaching completion. I'm like, I'm reading this thing. I'm like, this is somebody put a lot of work into this email. Um, if you have doubts, I can make a few clicks in my mouse and all videos will be shared with your friends, colleagues, relatives. I can also make them public. And it says, um, it, considering the specificity of the videos you like to watch, parentheses, you perfectly know what I mean. <laughs> it will cause a catastrophe for you. Once one Bitcoin. That's it. What's that, like 60K? Yeah, 60,000. Once one Bitcoin for me to stop people from seeing me you know, punching the munchkin. <laughs> Goes on to say, I have five days from when I opened the email. So I replied. 
I'm broke. Start the clock, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to, I hope, I think, I think you should all hope this is fake more than I should. I don't care. I mean, I don't think anybody's looking at me going, I really want to know what his O face is. Like, I feel like most people are already going. I think if, if that shows up in your inbox, I have a feeling you're deleting it faster. Than, like, you're going to walk around with the, the sunglasses on like, God's just hoping to never see anything again. It's going to be like Bird Box. If you saw that thing, you'd go, like, whatever. So I think it's better for you guys if it's fake than if it is for me. This is where I hope, like, the rainbow comes behind your head. The more you know. <laughs> Dude, and these things, like, I, I'm just like, I'm like, and the guy's like, you know, don't, don't bother. Don't bother trying to, you know, do this. Don't bother trying to do this. And... <laughs> Mike is connected. Ew! What are these websites? So I don't want to avoid. Apparently, got it through my email, and you just happened to find the website. You know the <clears> website, <throat> Mike. Don't you know? Tell yes. Me that you Mike, we share the subscription cost. I mean, yes. don't. I mean, come on. You know, we're like we're we're internet Eskimo brothers. For Pete's sake, Mike, <laughs> don't act like you don't know. Google that term if you don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is taking a turn. Uh, we are no longer brought to you by Tech East, and we are no longer brought to you by Integrative Sleep. Johnson's supply still thing because John, yeah, John it's loves too late guy. now. He did that to us. Yeah, he's got anybody. nowhere. He's got nowhere to go but down with us. Um, yeah, so there you go. So if just if you happen to get an email from someone that says they have pictures of me doing that, you probably want to delete that. <laughs> probably want to delete that. There's not a lot to see. I'm Scottish. Well, I guess bad as that email was, and as fake as it was, what wasn't fake was. The week five NFL action. Oh. We can start with Monday night football if we want, because it seems as if the Ravens, your daughter's favorite team, the team that you've invested in a few times, put on a great performance last night at the end. One of the great yeah. come the greatest comeback in Baltimore Raven history. Lamar Jackson has put his name back in the MVP conversation. We'll start with that before we get to the not so rapid recap. What do we make of Baltimore's come from behind victory? Is it a classic comeback? Is it more about Baltimore or is the Colts franchise in trouble? I think it's actually more about Baltimore, to be perfectly honest with you. I think they've got something going there. I mean, you, Lamar Jackson's biggest detraction has always been his accuracy downfield. He couldn't throw outside the numbers. He was not an accurate quarterback. He could throw well enough, coupled with his athleticism, that he was a, he was a factor on the field at all times. He's gotten way better at passing. Like he's he's not like top top seven or eight in the league. He might not even be top ten passing, but he is even better. And now when you force him to throw, he is a threat. You have to honor it, which makes the running even scarier. That was a great comeback. 31-25 overtime. Bought it down to six and a half. Really wish I had paid a little more. Bought it down to five and a half. But hey, you know, say like air. But they're, they're, their defense is getting better every day. Their offense looks, looks solid. I mean, imagine if that offensive line gets healthy. They're scary. They're going to get Bateman back, the, the rookie wide receiver who we haven't seen in the season, everybody says he's he's amazing to go with Duvernay, to go you know with Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews, the best receiver on the team at tight end. They're becoming a real factor. The fun part about Techies Tuesdays, this might be the third time I've asked this question in now five weeks. But now the AFC North looks like the best division in football. I know I did this about the AFC West. I know I did this about the NFC West. But when you had the North, where you had a few situations we'll go through the not-so-rapid recap. And Baltimore is playing like they did in that second half last night. They are going to be a tough out any single week. Now, because of that tough competition that's on the way and how much they're going to be tested, yeah, they still have to go some places, and Coach Harbaugh is going to make some big calls, and he's had a really great career overall as an NFL head coach, even though his brother still continues to find his way into the national headlines constantly. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Here's my thing for Lamar Jackson, though. Lamar, remember earlier in this podcast, we talked about the power of agents. 
just hire an agent. Seriously, <laughs> like don't let your mom do your contract, which is the rumor out there in the Baltimore area. Just hire somebody. Give up the 8% of the $100 million deal. Let LeVac yeah. and I do it. Just let somebody help you get the contract, man. Because last night's a perfect example of whoever your agent was. They storm into the Ravens' office and said, we're doing it now. If you guys want to finish in last place, I'll take my client off the field. No problem. Get paid, my man. Go get an agent. Stop with this nonsense because last night's an example of how you might cost yourself money, not timing up the money wise of how you want to get paid. Can you imagine if I do this contract? All right. He's asked for $150 million for you. Lamar, that's great. He needs uh, time off for you between April and August to play arena football in Albany for the <laughs> Albany Empire. All right, fine. All of a sudden, we got we got Lamar out there. Just dominate. Just don't even put it. We just only play six guys instead of eight. You know, just whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. Iron Man, how about Lamar? How you doing? What do you got? Um, yeah, he's he's there for whatever reason. I think he's always going to have to fight the stigmatism of being the the running quarterback instead of the guy who can do both. But if he continues to mature the way he is, like we saw Josh Allen taking a massive leap forward, and he has not regressed. If Lamar Jackson can do the same thing, even if he never gets to the full passing level of, of an Allen or anything like that, dude, I mean, what's you can actually run a real offense now. You don't just have to do, all right, throw it to the tight end and hope. You know, one, two, me, as Herm Edwards said on the show forever ago, if your first progression is an open second one, is a run for your life. He can run a legitimate NFL offense now. It, maybe not as well as some of the guys, but well enough. It's almost weird to think about the perspective of what's changed over less than 10 years in football in general, remember, there used to be quarterbacks, like you mentioned, who are run-first quarterbacks that so many fans consider that to be a weakness. Not, not a strength, a yeah. weakness, because they thought when the second and longs and third and longs happened, that quarterback would lean on the legs more than the passing game, and it would hurt the team's success down the field. You can talk about anybody, like Mike Vick, Donovan McNabb, uh, Steve Young. Like, There's a list of guys who thought that was the problem, that if you could run and be too good of an athlete, you shouldn't play quarterback. That is not only done in the NFL, oh, done yeah. in college, teams are now saying, why wouldn't we draft a Mahomes, an Allen, a Jackson, a Trey Lance? Why wouldn't we give these guys the opportunity to take off out of the pocket if they're that good of athletes? Even guys like Trevor Lawrence can move. Like, oh, some yeah. of these guys can all move. There. Like, now it has to be a part of your quarterback's game, but Lamar is finally finding that perfect balance of, I know I'm a good enough athlete. I've got good enough weapons around me. Watch what I can do when I can throw the ball and we're trailing. Yeah, the pocket passer is, you know, it's part of your arsenal now. You know, unless you got a guy like Brady who is amazingly elusive with two to three steps. Like like a guy, he's 44, and he pulls the old, like, you know, what is it, Orange Cassidy, the guy in wrestling, <laughs> nice. where it just looks like he's not trying, but he gets out of your way. Like, that's Brady. Brady's great at that. There's guys who are great at that. Stafford on that level. What's the only thing better than that is I could talk in and take off, and I'm faster than everybody out there except for maybe your best quarter. You know, maybe it's it's fun to watch. It's good. Um, you know, it's and you know, there's nothing to talk about in in, in Vegas, so it doesn't really. <laughs> we've, we've done enough for your poor Raiders, Levac. We've done enough to that poor team today. All right, let's run through the uh, not so rapid recap. We'll start with Thursday night since we just blew out Monday. Thursday night, Rams force the ball to Robert Woods. And limit Mr. Unlimited to nine fingers. Plenty to get a win. 26-17 over the Seahawks. Rams, I, I, as good as advertised, in my opinion. Big, bad Bob Woods. Big yeah. game for him, for the Rams. Uh, on that Seattle sign, Russell Wilson has decided it's best for his future 
to fix that finger injury. I'm about 90% sure. You know what? I take that back. I'm like 100% sure the injury that Russell Wilson has suffered is this injury, the ruptured tendon in your finger. So, Russell Wilson, welcome to my life, man. You're about to have this happen to you, and I was out for about worse, six weeks as well. Worse, ruptured tendon, and he broke a part of the bone that stabilizes the tendon. So they have to fix it all at once. Oh, well. So, Join the club. so it's not just the ruptured tendon. They have to do. They have to fix the bone, too, or else his grip will go but by cars. Uh, Cindy Lou, who just said hi. How are you doing? Yay, Cindy's back. Um, but, again, I, I love that Rams team. Bad break for the Seahawks, quite literally. But, hey, Geno Smith's good. Why is Geno Smith in the league? Like, is Geno Smith really good in practice? I'm you know what, Geno, Geno Smith is the perfect mixture of almost good enough and no one's going to chant for him. Like, you're never going to have a quarterback controversy, but if everybody else plays as well as they can play, you might win, you know, two or five games while Wilson's out, stay in the hunt until he comes back. He's the perfect backup quarterback. Davis Mills, Geno Smith, Cam Newton. Wouldn't Cam Newton still be the answer? I guess it doesn't work like that financially and money and veterans and everything else. Or like you said, too, like you don't want a quarterback controversy. Yeah. But if Wilson's out for the whole season, I still feel like. But, and Cam don't Newton's forget, Smith knows the offense, too. Like this, there's always that like, like quick reaction, quick trigger, go get this guy. Well, Giants, Mike Glennon. I know that's not sexy. You're not excited about a guy with a neck the length of E to E. Sorry, Davis Mills. I know you have it too. <laughs> but he knows your offense. Geno Smith knows the offense. You're going to give him a shot. Unless, unless if Wilson's done for done and it's oh, whatever. And you, what, there's also the part where you sit there and go, you yeah, know, well, maybe a slightly better draft pick, whatever. Like it, it's, it's tough, but he knows your offense. Cam Newton doesn't. And Cam Newton's gone the other way of Lamar Jackson. We just sat here and talked about how Lamar Jackson's passing has gotten better. As Cam Newton's gotten older, I feel like it's gotten worse. So, uh, you know what? I don't think Cam Newton's the answer, guys. I, re I really I really don't. And, you know, worst case scenario, if you want to get rid of him, you just sign IKM Kampali and, you know, <laughs> you, have a, you have a fighter's chance of getting him out of the locker room. <laughs> uh, across the body, one of the New York teams after it. And the Jets – Dare I say there was some hope in this beating, this 27-20 loss to the Falcons? Gangrene outscored Atlanta 17-7 in the second half. They played like dog poop in the first half, but there was a lot of that second half. I had to go back and watch it later because we were live at the hideaway and it was, the TV was behind us. I, I think that there's members of this Jets team, the running back Carter, you got, you know, there's moments, there's flashes of Zach Wilson. You know, Sims gets everybody excited when, or Mims, I'm sorry, not Sims. Mims gets everybody excited when he catches the ball to the point where, you know, Makai Becton, who's not even with you, is tweeting out, you know, <laughs> unleash Sims. Uh, Mims, I keep saying Sims. I don't know what's going Maybe on. Maybe it was Makai Becton's fault. Maybe he me. I blame Becton <laughs> at his size. No, it was my fault. It was totally my fault. Um, there, there's, you can see where you're going. You're not getting there this year. But I think you're seeing that Salah's got it. I think you're seeing there's potential in Zach Wilson. I think you're seeing that there's guys who are going to come along and get it done. There were so many times in that game, like you said, we both went back and watched it after that. Okay, Calvin Ridley is not playing for the Falcons. All right, the rookie tight end pits. Will he step up? Okay, he did. All right, Jets players, here's your opportunity. Make a play. Get it done. This is a team you can beat. You just kind of waited. Yeah, all right. Who's it going to be? Who's it going And the plays the Jets made were so much deeper into that game than Atlanta. If New York can piece together a whole game, and I know Jet fan, you feel like it's been like 10 years, maybe longer, that a Jet fan could be 
waiting for a team to just play good from the kickoff to the final whistle, then you're great. But I haven't seen, like, even the Jets piece together a good half. Remember the first four games of the season, they never got into the red zone? How does yeah. that even happen? Like, what? Are, it's insane. So, the, look, like you said, I'm with you on this. The Jets feel like a college team where maybe at the end of the season, they're going to show some things. They're going to finish 5-12 and 12 and be like, all right, they played their best football in December, which is usually what you want if you're a playoff team. Not professional team. I think there's like you're gonna see like a minute or two more each each game where they play like a pro team, like a minute or two more. It's just a minute or two more because you're you're still you're you're shorthanded. You're not where you need to be, um, but you're you're getting there. Love the pick of Elijah Vera Tucker, Mike Fisca. He just reminded everybody he was the top rated offensive lineman of the week. Played the best out yeah. of everybody. Um, it also probably doesn't hurt. We'll jump around a little bit just to 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 tell this part of the story that Sam Donald looked terrible. Sam Donald looked. God awful. Three interceptions, three sacks. The Eagles defense made him look like he was seeing ghosts as the Eagles come back, beat the Panthers 21 to 18. You 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 stay alive, you hang in, you well, you make a big comeback. Meanwhile, the X has a terrible day. It almost was one of these scenarios where we were watching the Panthers and even looking at the Panthers week six match, they got another tough matchup on the way. I thought, what the hell happened to Carolina? They're the hottest team in the NFL. They are playing better than anybody, and then they Oh, Christian McCaffrey, right. Okay. Yeah, does, that does it. make some. That's the biggest difference. If McCaffrey's out there both as a threat, running the football and catching it out of the backfield, how much different is this Carolina Panther team playing? McCaffrey is showing why fantasy football managers, even though McCaffrey missed 85% of the season last year, he was the number one running back. Injuries don't matter. His impact on the field is being felt right now in Carolina. If you're a fan of field goals, you did not love the Green Bay versus Cincinnati game. Uh, Mason Crosby looked the worst I think he's ever looked, but they uh, they get it done. Green Bay wins the thing 25-22 in overtime over the Bungles. That's all I got. I got to go back and listen to our picks from Sunday. That might be our first push of the season with a three-point spread, I believe. Yeah, it was. was yeah. yeah. So, as you said, it, it's Crosby, McLaughlin for Cincinnati. Nobody can make a kick. Uh, across the board there for the Packers, I know A.J. Dillon had a better game. Aaron Jones, all right. Same thing with the Bengals. Like, Samaj P. Ryan had to come in and outpace Mixon, but P. Ryan's now on the COVID list. Ugh. As interesting as that is for the Bengals and Packers and Mason Crosby, feeling like Venetary right now, like a couple more, and, and Gostowski as well, like a couple more for a veteran kicker, man. It's been a nice career. You might be done after that, especially with the playoff scenario coming up and all that coming later in the season. That game was more about what the future is for both franchises than those kicks. There was a moment leading into Sunday that I thought Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions, stir the echoes. This is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a fist fight. Jared Goss, tiny little hands are going to go crazy. Kirk Cousins is going to yell you like that or something, pretending he has personality. He's not a homicidal maniac. What a nerd. It was it wasn't a great game. Nineteen seventeen Vikings beat the Lions. That's all I got for you. I got nothing to add to it. I'm bummed about this game because I didn't realize for those people who play survivor pools with their friends and coworkers, whatever it might be, how high the number was, at least pool I play in, of how many people picked the Vikings. Yeah. So if the Vikings lose, I don't know if it's as high as twenty percent like I saw in my pool, then it would have been huge for survivor picks. Dan Campbell. Love that guy. Man cried, Campbell. Cried. Man Campbell. In the post-game press conference of how bad he felt about the loss, man. His players have to love him. I just wish they could win one because that team has some heart. They're just not good enough right now to make the plays they need to. Again, it's, it's, it's very similar to kind of like what you're talking about with the Jets where you you why'd – you, what'd you do? Oh, I <laughs> man, I nailed the first one so good on the cough button. So, <laughs> the I, red. I, you only hit the I red one. The red. Uh, but then you hit some. You hit the green, too. You hit this one. Um, 
No, you just you can see, and it's weird because I didn't think Dan Campbell was. I thought it was going to be a, like a sideshow freak the whole season, but he's got a lot of a lot of skill, a lot of experience on his coaching staff. You said it, players love him; they're fired up to play for him. He doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have his team yet. He'll build his team as he goes, and and then we'll see where they end up. Steelers get back to the ground and pound. They take down Denver 27 19, 122 yards, rushing touchdown from Najee Harris, the, the, the rookie running back. However, however, Juju Smith Schuster hit so hard, Ben Roethlisberger's in a full air cast. <laughs> uh, no, Ben got lit up. Juju got lit up. Juju's done for the year. For me, as much as it was good to see the, the Steelers kind of play like the Steelers, they weren't 100% them, but. They proved Denver's overrated, which is all I really needed to see. Kind of sad for Juju Smith-Schuster. He pulled the one-year show-me deal, bet on himself, and now he gets hurt. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Juju, according to reports in Pittsburgh, a dislocated shoulder, a torn labrum, so a very similar injury to Baker Mayfield's non-throwing shoulder. The difference is there's variations of that. The second time on this show, we're talking about old Gazi Bear getting banged up. <laughs> that one's going to knock him out for four to six months because of the dislocation. Baker's is kind of hanging up here on the shoulder, so that's yeah, why yeah, non-throwing. So yep. So, uh, yeah, Juju, you feel for him? He probably should have. Uh, he was one of the, him and Aaron Jones together were the most surprising players that came back to their teams in 2020. I thought both were going to go get their money and get paid because of the market and COVID and everything else. We can look back and say a different year, a different time, they would have made that contract. I'm with you on that. Also, you and I are watching that game together on Red Zone. I'm just screaming out. Stop the scoring. <laughs> under. Un so, Bronco, till your eyes bleed, unders is now officially over and it's always under until it's over pittsburgh really good and levac you've been saying it for about a month now denver was way overrated for that early start that they had denver's gonna denver's in trouble they're in, they're in trouble for the uh for the way and look uh, you know just to be just to be honest with you all there's a decent chance the raiders were overrated even before they lost gruden so i'm not i'm not sitting here pretending that that you know that pendulum doesn't swing both ways but i am telling you that denver is is overrated. Teddy Two Gloves has played out of his mind so far. I don't think that's going to continue. I don't think Denver is a team you should be all that afraid of, and especially when you look at the fact that I just don't think they can pick up most most pass rushes. This week, we find out who's more, more overrated. Raiders, Broncos, in Denver. Max Crosby's coming for you, Teddy Two Gloves. Let's see how that works out for everybody. Uh, Florida man on Florida man crime going on. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers demolish Miami 45-17. Very early on, like like right before kickoff, Miami looked like they were going to be in this thing. Didn't stay that way. Tampa Bay gets it done. This is the example of one team that built for a championship, another team hoping to build for a championship. Miami thought they made all the right moves for their franchise. They seem so far away. This is not even about the quarterback. This is not about coaching. This is about how Tampa built their roster and how Miami thought they were going to build their roster. Game, like you said, was never close. Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, they all look as good as ever. Uh, New Orleans beats the Washington football team 33-22. Famous Jameis, Hail Mary, but a total of four touchdowns. Um, they beat Washington so bad that nothing happened to Dan Snyder and John Gruden had to resign. <laughs> Fuck Dan Snyder. <laughs> there is. Yeah, Hail Mary helps out Jameis Winston. Washington. You're getting close to beating the Broncos as the most boring team to watch in the NFL. Heineke's a madman running around, but he's not as exciting as Fitzpatrick. Terry McLaurin's trying to do his best out there. The defensive line's gotten so much hype. Where'd it go? It's another 33-point performance. And Kamara gets in the end zone. New Orleans is a team, man. They're just going to sit kind of back a little bit. They could still be a playoff team in the NFC with the Panthers struggling. And the NFC East is not good. And Washington, and another team we'll mention here in a little bit, both starting to fall off. 
Tennessee Titans, King Henry scores three touchdowns, and the Titans grind the Jags into the ground harder than a co-ed on Urban Meyer's lap on their way to a 37-19 victory. Uh, screw Urban Meyer, too. A.J. Brown back in the lineup. That helps the Tennessee Titans offense. I'm sorry. I've never heard you say that. Without The, the phenomenal one, That's A.J. A. <clears throat> Brown back in the lineup. Tennessee gets a little longer rest here. They get the Monday night football matchup on the 18th against the Bills, where you and I will be broadcasting live from the hideaway for the game for that. Sounds lovely. Yeah, so get ready for that. The Titans, you and I totally agree on this, and it's going to be a nice, easy path for Tennessee to be a playoff team and a division champion. I'm curious how that Monday night football game is going to go. So we're going to have a preview for that a few days from now. I'm interested in that game. It's going to be a really good one. We could also preview it live from Johnstone Supply this Friday. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnstone Supply. Um, all right. The Texans almost beat the freaking Patriots. Davis Mills, quarterback, uh, rookie quarterback, a rookie of all the rookie quarterbacks who have gone against the Darth Hoodie, of all of them that have taken on Belichick. Davis Mills, the, the only guy with a neck longer than Mike Glennon's, the only guy who looks uh, like a little bit more like an alien in disguise than Adam Silver of the NBA. He goes out and throws for 312 yards and three touchdowns as the Pats. Eke out a victory over the terrible Texans, 25-22. Here's what the Houston Texans are. I figured this out. LeVac, you know I've gone to a bunch of weddings over the last year now that everybody – actually, like the last six months since the post-COVID now. Here's what the Houston Texans are. Yeah, even like 25 team. weddings. That's right. 2000, 2021 Texans are. The guy on the dance floor who's not a good dancer at all, but he's so hammered, he's funny, and once in a while a good move's like, whoa! Like, you know, the crowd like, oh! Like, they know he's bad. <laughs> But he's got a move in there that excites everybody. That is the Houston Texans. It's usually when the thumb comes out of the zipper, right? right? Oh, 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 he took off his tie. It's on his head. Oh, they scored a touchdown. Oh, no, he's picking up grandma again. That's the Houston Texans. They're entertaining as hell and they're terrible. But now I can't keep my eyes off. If you're um, if you're the DJ and you see that and you don't break out some like bump and grind. Knowing that he's gonna go attack Nana, like I don't say no, 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 then you're just a bad DJ. Oh, he's got <laughs> shirt on underneath. Oh, oh, please spill something on that. Uh, we're live from the Techie Fire and Water Restoration Studios, Slovak and Guys, keeping the rapid, well, a not so rapid rerun thing. I don't care. Rapid, anymore. not so I rapid up. recap. You're nailing I it. Up. I don't care anymore because I got to talk about how bad the Raiders were. How about this? How about getting your ass whooped by a? a JV League Bears team, 20 to 9. That's not even the worst thing that happened to your team this week. Can you imagine losing to the Bears? The Bears. And I'm not talking about the, the good ones. I'm not talking about the ones with defenses and stuff like that. I'm talking about Cleo Mack and a bunch of dudes they picked up off the street that we cut from the Albany Empire. That's who I'm talking about. Neither guy, you know, this is – and that, and that's not even the worst thing that happens to you. That's not even the worst thing that happens to you. Our, I sat through talking to John yeah. over at the hideaway. I've been dealing with Eric from my cryos crap. All, all all weekend since. And this time worse. 29 of Bears. The Bears. Chicago is a team. You know, everyone Sorry, tra- Chicago. What is that? Was- everyone trashed Matt Nagy. They beat Detroit. They beat yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Chicago, I wouldn't tell you they're even close to the same level as Green Bay and Minnesota. And I say that and have to pause because Chicago, in similar fashion to Tennessee in week six, they're gonna get tested. They get Green Bay. Bears fans, you got back to back victories now in the last two weeks. Yep. We'll find out if you're real. You're a classic pretender contender right now. They're real. We're right. going to find out week six against Green Bay. Bears are real. All right. They're real turds. That's what they are. That's what they are. Speaking of turds, the Browns. Um, <laughs> the Browns become the first team in NFL history to gain over 500 yards, to score over 40 points, to commit no turnovers, 
and lose. That has never happened in the history of the, in the Super Bowl era. Over 500 yards of offense, over 40 points, no turnovers, and you lost 47 to 42. All right, I'm going backwards instead of frontwards for this game. What I mean by that is Baker Mayfield has a chance at the end of that game. Baker Mayfield tossed two Hail Marys. The last one in particular is right on. Where the hell do the wide receivers go? You got Odell Beckham Jr. Where are the wide receivers running the routes the right way for Baker? Uh, that Browns team, Kareem Hunt's really good. Nick Chubb's really good. Yeah. Offensive line, really good. David yeah. and Joe, I, I don't have anything bad to say about Cleveland. Here's the story on the Chargers side. You and I have had fun for, about this for years. How back for Charger football, it was Phillip Rivers on the red zone, trying to have a comeback. Scott Hansen's yelling and screaming. Rivers puts him in the end zone, and the Chargers like jump off sides or lose an onside kick or throw a pick. Like The Chargers would find the most ridiculous ways to lose to make an entertaining yeah. game sometime on a Sunday, and Rivers would lose. That is not the Chargers anymore. Mm-hmm. They are going out in the fourth quarter, in particular that entire second half, and they are beating teams. Herbert's unbelievable. He was not this good in college. Like, I don't know where he came. He is the hot girl in high school that five years later is like, are you sure it's the same girl? Because that is not what I remember her being like. And Brandon Staley, that is his name. Say his name, like Meatloaf and Fight Club. His name is Robert Paulson. Brandon Staley, killing it for the Chargers right now. Yeah, I, I can't, can't disagree. Uh, John, our guy, watch your mouth there, buddy. The Bears are going to the Super Bowl, LOL. Oh, whoa. Yeah, they better hurry up and buy their tickets. It's hard to get a group of seats that big together. Because um, they sure as hell ain't gonna be on the field uh, unless they're doing halftime. Maybe they're maybe they're background dancers for Eminem now. Who knows? Uh, all right, Cardinals remain unbeaten. Seventeen ten victory over the 49ers. Extremely boring game. Niners come in with what felt like half their roster. But listen, it's it's very difficult to stay undefeated to be the only undefeated team. I can't take anything away from the Cardinals. I really want to. They get it done, 17-10. Kyler Murray continues to play really well. DeAndre Hopkins is almost quiet now, and he can still make some phenomenal plays on the outside at physical catch. Trey Lance, I'm not convinced, is good. Trey Lance, he was a classic example. Can't say yet. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, Trey Lance tried to make some plays in that game where he didn't look for his wide receiver, which he took off and ran. You could do that at North Dakota State. Can't do that in the NFL, and he's going to have to learn those things. So the Niners overall as a team, yeah, they still got a lot of talent. Injuries seems to be every year for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And Arizona continues to say, why aren't we the best team in the NFL? We're the only undefeated team, like you just said. Speaking of injuries, uh, Giants lose everything. They lost the game 44-20, lost their quarterback to a concussion, their running back to an ankle sprain, their wide receiver to a knee injury. Um, not, not a great day for, for Big Blue. Again, Dale Jones tries to play man football, but he does it in a dumb way, dives headfirst into another helmet. He's gone for who knows. Could be back this week, whatever. Saquon Barkley's ankle is so large. How large is it? It is so large that they're going to put a Great Dane shirt on it. It's going to host the on-field events at the <laughs> U Albany games uh, this weekend. And then, and then Gally. I don't know. I don't know. Kenny Gally. I don't even know what's wrong with him. I, like I know his knee hurts. I don't. They, there's no information. How long he's out? When's he coming back? Is is it is whatever? So, uh, yeah, the Giants. Little sign of life. And then a mash unit. Somebody said this to me on Sunday night. They're like, man, you're, you guys are so good on social media. You got all your stuff up there. And then I went to so- social media on Sunday after the Giants game. First three tweets. Time to fire, Judge. What a terrible <laughs> game by Judge. Giants should be embarrassed, especially Judge. I'm like, did you even watch the game? Did you hear anything LeVac just said about they have nobody out there? If right. you want to criticize right. the coach, we can do that. But when the whole team gets hurt, you can't be like, I don't get why they weren't good enough. I do. All their players just got hurt. That's the answer to that. So we can't blame Judge. 
the Giants are going to have a, a huge hill to climb up because this is pacing for another losing season. And I think it also says, how good Dallas is. If we do like a power yeah. ranking thing, if you're a Cowboy fan, I know you've felt it before, it's said it before, Dallas is a top five team, and you could make the argument maybe as high as four. If a play goes that right way in Tampa, you might have somewhere between the Bills, Rams, Cowboys, and Bucks as your top four. Chargers maybe five. That's how high Dallas I would put them. Giants fans, I'm willing to help. I'm going to start a rumor the Raiders are going to hire uh, Kellen Moore as their as their new head coach. That'll I think that's what you need because Mike McCarthy's a turd. I don't think Mike McCarthy's getting this done. I think this is a mixture of Dan Quinn coaching up that defense, more coaching up the the offense, and Mike McCarthy. He's there too. I don't I don't feel like he's get he's the guy. Um, they are that team is just firing. I do kind of feel like I like it's like the SNL bit, but you know, but I feel like maybe. The Giants didn't seem to have the same direction this year that they had last year. <laughs> the defense under Patrick Graham doesn't seem as focused. <laughs> the, um, the offense, listen, I know Garrett's vanilla and not very good, but they're really vanilla and really not good. Like, they just didn't feel right already. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Judge. I don't know. I caught the uh, – Danny, Danny Dimes looks great when he's not concussed. It was great to listen to the radio call of the Giants Cowboys because uh, Papa's on there and Howard Cross yeah. is on there. You can just hear them like third and seven. Like, all right, we know you want the game to speed up. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Major League when Euchre's pouring pouring whiskey in his cup, getting drunk. And here we go. Uh, all right, and then there's the the New York. Your only hope, uh, Buffalo Juan Kenobi. Buffalo Bills look every bit the best team in football right now, taking out the Chiefs. KC, you got a big rainstorm, you got all this stuff going on. 38-20, avenging the AFC Championship game loss. I, I mean, if you told me right now I could have Buffalo or the field from the AFC, I'm taking Buffalo for the Super Bowl. Ooh, right. I, I think Buffalo LA looks like a fun, fun Super Bowl. I, I know I took KC, but I, I if I could go, if I could have a mulligan. I would I would 100% put Buffalo in there for the AFC. Ooh, I got I want to get back to that, but I want to point this out first because I like games where both you and I are right. You called this as one of your picks for your predictions. You called the over in this yep. game, and I told you be careful because I think weather's going to play a huge factor in the game. We were both right. Weather yep. played a huge factor in the game. The game got delayed at halftime, and the over still hit. I got to go back to that question though about the Chiefs and Bills. We had said this with some of our early shows in the summer that Buffalo had built their roster to beat Kansas City. They did not go running back early in the draft. They said, how do we pressure Mahomes? How do we get after him? That D-line is good. We know we run through the roster. Everyone knows how good the Bills roster is. So that game in particular, that's why you flipped, right? Because they said, okay, Kansas City, it's not like a field goal game. It's not a touchdown game. They beat the hell out of Kansas City in that game from top to bottom. They beat everybody but Pittsburgh. And even that Pittsburgh game, you kind of look at it now, and you, you don't see the same team. Like, it, it was – it was almost like one of those things where the Bills, did they buy their own hype? Did they say to themselves, like, we don't have to do anything to get out here and, and, and whoop up on these guys? And then Pittsburgh's like, no, we're still kind of good guys. We still have we still have some pros out here. If, if, you know, calm yourself down. But ever since then, they're just they're, they're steamrolling dudes. Like, I don't – I mean, realistically, when do you think the next time Buffalo is, is going to lose? When is the next time Buffalo looks like they're even – even an underdog at all. Like I have, I have a sneaking suspicion. Buffalo is going to be a favorite the rest of the season. Um, so you got next week, you're at the Titans. That was supposed to be how many, and how many years in a row is the NFL going to do this bullshit to the bills where they, where they put the Titans and the chiefs back to back against them. Two of the, two of the toughest teams to beat. And they keep going to the bills this year for the first time, 
the, the those two teams are looking at the Bills going, why did you do this to us? Why did you give why so you have the Titans, Dolphins come to you, go to the Jags, go to the Jets, Colts, Colts could give them a tussle. Colts are gonna play tough football if they're still somewhat alive. Go to the Saints, host the Pats. The next time the, the Bucks, the Bucks are the next time. So December 12th is the next time that Buffalo is gonna be less than a five-point favorite. And they might still be the favorite in that game. Um, Even in Tampa, they might be the favorite. Crazy to think about that. Levesque, I don't know if you've got it up for you, too. You could do that same thing you just did about Buffalo or Kansas City, where Kansas right. City is scheduled because of the scared. questions in the AFC West. Look through Kansas City as well. At Washington, yeah. at Tennessee, hosting what's left of the Giants. Green Bay comes to, to Kansas City. You can never rule them out. But then at, then at the Raiders, Cowboys. Now they've got uh, KC's got a way harder road. Is that at Cowboys or at KC? As at well? KC. All right, so there's their big advantage. If those two games are on the road, I'm with you. So they're they're. Then you're at the Chargers. They they got some. KC's got a harder road to hoe than, than Buffalo. Buffalo? Does. Yeah, yep, yeah, they do, they do, and and I'm I'm okay with that. And also, Kansas Buffalo. City has been as good as Buffalo this season nope. so far. No, nope. and the the one thing I will say about Kansas City, keep an eye on them because they've been. They've been really dialed into what we've always known about Andy Reid and what we're starting to learn about Mahomes. They don't really care about the regular season. They just want to get to the dance. Once they're in the dance, let's go. You're moving Chris Jones around. You're going to play an outside. You're moving guys around. You're doing different things with your offense. People are trying to find a way to keep Tyreek Hill from getting downfield. They're, they're almost the same thing that Belichick does to Tampa. People are trying to do to Kansas City. Hey, you want to go crazy between the 20s? Rock and roll. Have a great time. We'll see, we'll see you inside the red zone. We'll shut you down. You want three? We'll give you three all day long. We're going to go score seven. So th that's what I'll say with Kansas City. I'm, I'm not convinced that we won't still be talking about them towards the end. But Buffalo just, I mean, how do you stop them? What do you do? Bill's Mafia, get ready. Get the tables ready. Buy the tickets to L.A. It's going to be a good season for Bill's fans. Get the tables! <laughs> uh, it says here, preview sports weekend. Nah, skip over that. You don't want to do that? We'll, do you that, want, we'll do that Friday. Live well, from Johnson Supply and Troy. Do you want to tell me about your beautiful ride out here outside of the uh, Techies Fire and Water Restoration Studios? I do. I want to tell you about my pilot. Thanks to our friends over at Mohawk Honda. I want to tell you about my maintenance light being on. How great John is, is that when you and I will Doesn't be matter. broadcasting live Friday, October 22nd from 3 to 4.30. October 22nd, <laughs> 3 to 4.30. You can see Smooth. the numbers in my mind, right? <laughs> Friday, October 22nd. It's like that scene in A Beautiful Mind, except for instead of everything going smooth, it's just like... <laughs> the best part, too, is like the maintenance has a code and a number. And then while I'm doing this, I'm looking at my license plate as well. So it's just all oh, the numbers. So you just, you're, over, you're overwhelmed. Mohawk Honda, Glenville, good people, Ooh. good service. Trust Ooh. when going through the carbine experience, people like Greg Johnson, Cam McKenna, the VIP man, hot sauce, the Herodin family, and more. Wherever you're listening in upstate New York, Mohawk Honda I've, is the place for you. Yes. I found the protest flag, by the way, on one of the nicknames. So uh, Cam McKenna, I think Cam McKenna's nickname, and I even, I sent this to him, is uh, Cam McKendu. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and he just said LOL, and I haven't heard it change yet, but I think that's a way better one. I know Brian McKenna, people have called him BMAC for a long time, so his dad, that's fine. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good nicknames that can be handed out over there, um, you know John Higgins. I, I just I, I want to call him John Safety Blanket Higgins because he look at what he does for you. How about Big John Stud Higgins? <laughs> All I remember about John is when it comes to you, John had been taking care of me. You know I I, I think I had my Mohawk on like a year before you had yours, so I've learned John's the guy, right? Travis Horn over there who's now at the Chevy store, and John, those are the guys. Gaz gets like parks as far away as humanly possible to get service done. 
John had just got his knee scoped. It was his first day back when his knee scoped. God's hands in the key. He goes, it's over there somewhere. And John doesn't blink. He goes running after it. I'm like, guys, pull into the freaking service bay. You honk the horn. They open the door. You pull into the service bay. The poor guy who just had his knee scoped doesn't have to go running across the parking lot to get your car. Never said, I, he comes back. I'm like, I'm yelling at guys in front of John. John's like, that's nah, fine. So it's, it, like, I'm good. Look, he's like jumping around. I'm like, John, don't enable him. <laughs> don't worry. When I text him within before that show, be like, hey, uh, the maintenance light is on. <laughs> I know you told me to fix something the last time I came in. I didn't do it. And I don't remember also what you told. We will talk all about this Friday, October 22nd. Join us at Mohawk Honda. Enjoy the show. That's the time you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book offer. Get yourself a new ride, pre-owned or new. Hang out with us. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Great people over there for faux show. Um, uh, Corey, you just joined the show. Now he's asking if the Ravens are legit. Corey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a favor. When this post on Spotify, Apple, and all the other places, like, subscribe, rate, and pay attention. That's how we started the show. Yes, they're they're a contender. They're they're you are gonna have to deal with the Ravens on your way to the Super Bowl, Buffalo Bills. That's what I say now. That's where I am. You know, we play Find Levac on social media. There, people look like you. They'll send it to you. <laughs> I want to play a new game, Find Corey, where if you're listening on any type of device, whether it is on your phone or in your car, and you hear Corey's voice, send it to me. I want to know where you are. <laughs> Who, like what Carmen show he's calling into now? Yeah, dude, don't do that to people. You were sending pictures from the farmer market that he, that he works last week. He's dressed head to toe as a cow. He had udders. He sent me pictures of the udders. I almost threw up. I was like, "What? it's utterly disgusting. Don't do that. Can you milk me, Corey? Oh, God. Corey, better late than never. You know we love you, Corey. Absolutely. Scare the hell out of us, but we love you. Um, all right. We're live from Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. It is uh, your best way back to normal, tefirewater.com. We're at uh, Tech East HQ. How you doing? I like to promote the rest of our Godzilla family when I get a chance. And I'm going to start doing that. Oh, wow. That as soon as you nice. sign some good freaking shows. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to do. <laughs> I have one show that may or may not be reaching out to. They want to do something special for the 100th episode. And they could be texting. Who's got 100 soon. episodes already? The Trav and Rigney show. 100 episodes is on the way. And I'm going to text them. They have a few ideas of what they want to do. One of them may be reaching out to you to join the show for a debut. Episode. I told them I would come on after the fantasy draft. They never called me. Never called they me. They maybe saved you for this. Or saved you for another episode. But I don't here's know. here's here's my question though. If you have a hundred episodes and nobody ever listens to one, do you really have a hundred episodes? Don't tell it to they don't stop. Pump the brakes on your hundred episodes, Trav. Okay. All right. They're doing just fine. They're guys. doing great. Your mom listens. God <laughs> listens to make sure they didn't screw up. Trav and Rigney listen on every computer they have. You know, it's good times. Hey, uh, you know a show is really terrible. Getting there with Gaz. It's missing. New something. episode tomorrow. Gardner Roy, CBS six joins us. Oh, great. We get to listen to you two flirt and blubber all over each other. You guys love each other. You guys, you and the CBS six guys. Oh, my God. Like, that's. It's only two of them. They've both been on getting there with guys now. I know, but it's uncomfortable how much you guys love each other. Like, it's like, seriously. Now that I think about that, Jack Lampson's also been on. So three people from CBS six have now been on getting there with guys. Here's the problem with Jack. There's only one problem I have with Jack. He makes his own beer now and he never brings us any. Award winning. Award winning. Makes his own beer. He has funny social media stuff. Yeah. If you, you Jack Lampson, you know, he's he's a funny dude, funny funny guy. It's a ginger, could be a leprechaun, not really sure. Um, could be. I don't know. I, don't, I have no. I idea. just watched Notre Dame play. How do I know? I don't know where it was. What? Levesque, I kind of want to do this if you don't mind. We've talked about the list. 
And I know sometimes we set up for the list. list. That's been a staple here of the new era of Levesque and guys. Can you call it a staple when we forget to do it a lot? Uh, And that's a good point. And that's why I think I'm retiring the list. I'm going to move it back to Chris Jericho. I'm going to move it back to that era. And I want to debut something today. It's either going to be great or I'm just going to keep using it. So I feel like not using it again. I think it's got potential. Okay. I'm calling it the non-traditional headlines. If you remember the old traditional format, we did Levac Gaz and traditional media. We did headlines. NTH. Yeah. And now non-traditional headlines will be stories we probably couldn't do before a different format that we can do on podcasts now. So so what you're telling me is the stories that I used to do that make you super uncomfortable on, on traditional media, you now you're now willing to do? Is that what uh pretty close to all right let's go let's see let's see if i can make guys uncomfortable with these stories without fcc regulations i'm down let's see what happens we had a confrontation between a barstool employee and john cusack not sure if you're familiar with the work for younger people of john cusack i also didn't realize how tall he was if you haven't gross point blank great movie high fidelity great movie uh better off dead phenomenal movie i could go on i I love I, i love me some john cusack well, John Cusack. Q- Cusack? Cusack. Cusack, yeah. Right. Q- I can't say because I'm missing a tooth. He's both a Cubs and White Sox fan. Right. So that could sit there at the argument and say, all right, I don't believe anything he says. He roots for both Chicago teams. Well, he was approached by a Barstool employee following one of the games where he straight up White called, Sox Dave. White Sox yeah. Dave, where he should called him out and said, you can't do it. You can't root for both. Where Cusack then ripped him apart with the classic, oh, I can't. Who was the White Sox first baseman in 1981? He started Baker, dropping yeah. bombs on the Barstool guy and made him look like an idiot. It it was, but it was. I watched it. I yeah, went. So I, I went and saw it. It's super awkward because because Cusack does like the like I'm going to get up on you and I'm going to intimidate you, and you could see and he's a tall dude, so you can and he's a kickboxer and a fighter in a lot of his movies. So I mean, just through osmosis, he should know how to at least throw one or two good hits before before you take him out. So yeah, that would be intimidating if he was crazy enough and in my face. Like the the White Sox Dave move that kind of I find he eventually creates space and then he puts his arms up in the air like like when you try to look big is like so a bigger animal doesn't eat you. It was it was two guys who really didn't want to do anything about to do something and like but the best part of it all like everybody talks about which one makes which one look foolish foolish I think that just depends what you like better. So like I love all of his movies. So I think you know. Cusack wins for two reasons. He goes right for him. He's ready for him. He knew it was coming. He was prepared. And then at the and then when it gets to the point that he doesn't feel like having the conversation anymore, he fist bumps and says, "Agree to disagree and walks away." Like he controls the narrative the entire time. Oh no! Yeah, that's what it is. That guy went for a fight and he got knocked out. Yeah, not physically knocked out, but verbally. When you're I think he would have got physically knocked out too, though. But like this is remember he's also the guy that there was rumors doing crack in some dude's restaurant bathroom. So yes. not Cusack, the uh, White Sox Dave. But that guy went for a reaction. He said, "All right, here's my goal: to embarrass Cusack, get the video hits on this, and show you how much smarter I am than him." And he owned him. So he was ready for him, and he still got the views and attention right. for it. But still, good for John Cusack, man, step it up. And I'm okay with him liking both teams because they're in the same city. It's awkward. If we were friends, I would give him crap about it. But not being his friend, I don't really care. And don't forget, when he goes to Cubs games, he's just next to Eddie Vedder. So, screw you. If I'm getting a chance to watch a baseball game with Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, I, you want me to go to Fenway? That's the guy I'd go to Fenway with. That's, I, the, that's the one guy I would go to Fenway with is Eddie Vedder. I was very indifferent about John Cusack. Eddie Vedder would have been awesome. I am now a fan of John Cusack. The movies did nothing for me. Too old really? for me. Now I'm into it. You got to watch some of Like, Gross Point Blank is a really good movie. I think it's really, really good. You'd like it. 
you would. Better off dad's good. He's got some great white line one liners like uh, people just throwing out perfectly good white boys nowadays. Like stuff like that happens. It's really good. It's a good. It's fun movies. They're fun well, movies. Well, speaking about movies today, not one but two trailers were released for Ooh. remakes of popular 1980s and 1990 films. That is. Home Alone. And Debbie Does Dallas. And Scream. Oh. Okay. Scream is coming to theaters on January yeah. 22nd. Uh, I want to say, why am I blanking on Courtney Cox? I think it's Courtney Cox, right? Yeah. yeah. Courtney Cox and David Arquette. I thought at one point when Arquette might have been married and hyphenated and everything else, but Arquette and Cox are in it. And then on the other side. Yeah, Courtney Cox, Arquette, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. That's yeah, why it confused yeah. me a little bit there. And then. This fly is killing me. Home Alone is being remade. With Pete Holmes is in that film, Ellie Kemper is in that film. That's going to Disney Plus for the holiday season in November and Scream in January. Levac, what do you make of these two films already being remade? We know you're a big horror film fan, especially Scream in particular. Scream is pretty much perfect. It's like it makes fun of the genre, but it still honors the genre. Like Scream's pretty much perfect. Like I wouldn't mess with that, but I I mean I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't go see it. Actually, that's a lie. I'd wait till it was on, you know, uh pay-per-view or something, I'd watch it at home. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I, I gotta believe you can come up with something. Like Wes Craven is is the genius behind that. He's the genius behind a bunch of horror movies. I don't think you're gonna outdo what Wes Craven did. That's just stupid to think you could. Um, Home Alone again. Why why mess with it? You've already made like I think Home Alone '95 is on is is straight to. It's still straight to, to like Laserdisc right now. So like you're not supposed to see it ever. But I don't. Again, why mess with those two movies? Uh, I'll have to see. I'll have to wait and see. I think the Home Alone one is going to get destroyed just more panned. than the other just one. Panned. Yeah, it's going to get buried. But that's because- Disney Plus has to give you something because people aren't subscribing because there hasn't been like Marvel's What If was just on. There's not enough on it. People aren't. They got to. They got to start crapping out stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure like the audience of what they're going for is hard to figure out. Like if they just want to do that, just post the original one. But like you said, like there's some issues of where it should be and how it's getting scanned. I, I don't know. I think the Scream one. I want to go back to that point because you said that movie's perfect. I'll take it a step further. It is a top 10 favorite Gaz movie of all time. Wow. The yeah. original Scream is <clears throat> top 10. I'll go even further with that. I know you're the horror movie guy. Yeah. I would say not favorite, but like if you had to say the best, and best is a hard one because is it the most scary? Because I know you've done this list before of yeah. scariest, but I'm saying like award season, which I know you hate, like quality of film, plot line. Scream is a top five horror film of all time, but some would not yeah. even say it's a horror film. They would say it's a thriller, not a horror. Which is, I, it's a distinction I have, I have issue with. Does it scare you? You know what I mean? Like, like I love the, there's the, um, there's the meme out there. If you're feeling lonely, put on a horror movie and see how long you feel alone. Like if, like if you watch Scream, you would lock your windows. You know, you would lock your doors. You would make sure. So it's a horror movie. Um, the beauty of that is its ability to shock you. Like almost out of the gates. Top five, though. That's tough. I, you know, I really like you. Might, you got to watch Cabin in the Woods. It's got a similar groove to it, a little, little, little darker. Um, it's in it. What you got your top five? Is I was gonna it? say, here's my top four quick. I'd have to sit on All the right. fifth one. The fifth one, I keep thinking, I'm gonna go with Halloween just for the sake of an unranked, yeah. but I would put Scream and Get Out in the same category away from movies like psychological thriller, right? That's different than Silence of the Lambs and The Exorcist. Like, I think like those four movies for me are. Not super gory, but thriller. People think that action all the way. So those four are easy for for me. No Silence of the Lambs is the scariest of all of them because it could really happen. Yep. Silence of the Lambs. Because <laughs> it could really happen. Scream. What was the fourth one I just said? Silence of the Lambs, Scream, Get Out, and you said Exorcist. Exorcist. Those would be the top four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, it's hard. Like, I, I love a bunch of horror movies. Like, there's, I love, um, I love, I love 28 Days Later. 
I think it's really good. I love the premise of 30 Days a Night. I don't know if it's like a great movie or not. Um, the Conjuring movies are phenomenal. Some of the paranormal activities are really good. I, I love, I'm just, I don't want to choose. They're all my, they're, they're all my children. I love them. I love them all. all well, that's good then. That's a good way to end it's it. It's my month. I do what I want. I had another topic I wanted to use, but guess what? Johnson Supply and Troy, I'm saving that one for you guys on Friday. Ooh, Friday, four o'clock. Friday, 4 to 5.30 will be broadcast, and your chance to be a part of the Gaza the Media bus trip for free. Two tickets, two seats on the bus. Come and enter 6th Avenue in Troy. At Johnstone Supply, where it's getting hot. Hot. All right, uh, thanks uh, Thanks for joining us for another Tech East Tuesday. Live from the Tech East HQ, the Tech East Fire and Water Restorations Studios. And uh, we just appreciate everybody for hanging out, uh, even you, John. Um, you, even though you're a dirty bear fan, uh, everybody, we will uh, again Friday, four o'clock, live from Johnstone. No Sunday show this week, but I will be on the field Saturday for you, Albany, when you're there for Johnstone. And I will also, uh, we, the two of us will be golfing on Sunday from the, from the Saratoga Golf Club with the Hideaway and then live from the Hideaway on Monday. But first things first, Friday, four o'clock, put it in your calendars, make sure you're ready to go. Like, rate, supply, uh, do a little dance, make a little love, have fun tonight. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye.